0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code
0: and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
3: Well, hello there, everybody. We are live. Welcome to the UFC Fight Island 6 post-fight show. Here on the MMAfighting.com YouTube page, I am Mike Heck, alongside our producer E. Casey Latton and our very special guest, the number six ranked 145-pounder in the world who certainly had his eyes on tonight's main event between Brian Ortega and the Korean Zombie, the Boston finisher himself, Calvin Cater is here joining us in the post-fight show. How are you, sir?
4: Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on.
3: Great to have you here. And by the way, for you, Calvin, for everybody watching right now, I know we're all anticipating this big boxing matchup between Lomachenko and Lopez. I will assure you that we will be out of here before that (laughs) fight begins. When Lopez starts to make the walk to the squared circle, we are bouncing so we can all watch this fight. So no worries. We will make sure that happens. This will not be a 90-minute post-fight show.
4: I got a few exit strategies just in case. So
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm driving in the tunnel right now. I uh, lost connection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not our first day. I was, sir. That was, <laughs> I was told that was a big part of you signing the contract to, to appear tonight is that we, you got
4: to watch the fight. So we'll make yeah, that happen. Man, it's a big one, man. It's a good one. I, I, you know what happens? I get caught up in the 24 sevens so or that blood, sweat, and tears they got going for the pre fight. And then now, you know, I'm hooked. I got to watch the damn fight. I like a little pre-story well, we'll, uh, to the fights. You know, they get you going.
3: Yeah, you you start getting in that rabbit hole, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, man!" Then you Not get the goosebumps. Know. You're ready to go. Yeah. You're ready. But, but you know, before we get into what happens, you know, in the octagon, who do you like in that fight? You going with Lomachenko? or You going with Lopez to I, to pull off an upset here? I like
4: Lomachenko, but um, I love the story that you know the dads. The, the it's just uh, you know the different relationships with the dads, and then. Um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of animosity on the line, and and uh, you know I think at the end of it you'll see you know a, a little bit of mutual respect, but both tough guys. I think Loma gets it done.
3: I I am with you on that one. I think a lot of people agree. Uh, I saw some people on social media saying that this could be a draw, but that's boxing, and we never know what that was going to happen, but. So being a guy, Calvin, with, with best interest in the division and everything going on above you in the rankings, you've been waiting for these top five guys, kind of like Volkanovski, to get in there and get something going here at, at, in the featherweight division. It was a big one tonight. Brian Ortega sweeps the scorecards over the Korean Zombie, did it on the feet for pretty much the entire fight. Did that surprise you? Did this fight go the way you expected it to go?
4: Yeah, no, I was going to mention that with the boxing fight. Everyone expects Loma, but no one expected Ortega, or at least in the fashion that he did it. So, uh, you know, props to him. He came out after being inactive for a long time and uh, show why he's, uh, you know, still considered one of the better fighters in the division.
3: So you were impressed with his performance? I mean, because you look at it on paper and I think all of us are in agreement that if it gets to the ground, it's Ortega's fight. But if they yeah. stand there, I mean, he's not going to stand there with the Korean zombie, especially for 25 minutes. And the spinning back elbow in the second round just yeah. changed everything in that fight. What did you think of that maneuver and some of the ways he was setting that up
4: throughout the fight? definitely really clean he caught him uh over committing to his shots or or till you caught him and uh he looked real sharp man he wasn't loading up his shots looking for the knockout he was just uh you know he was peppering his jab keeping him at bay uh like he said baiting him in and then landed some big shots and then when he did uh you know zombie was a little hesitant to come back in again and he was kind of okay with throughout the middle of the fight just kind of uh, losing as long as he losing the rounds, getting edged out as long as he wasn't getting given up a big shot, almost in a sense, it was like he was just coming coming back too. But uh, it was a good fight. You could you could feel, uh, you know, they they were both working their game plans and their strategy. It was a well methodical, thought out fight, and uh, Ortega just uh, you know took him to school.
3: So the big question is now, because Dana White said it, and I think everybody was in agreement. I spoke with Volkanovski a couple weeks ago that the winner of that fight was going to be next in line to fight for the title. So it looks like sometime, maybe early 2021, Ortega is going to challenge Volkanovski. From an X's and O's guy, you're going to be watching that fight very closely, too. You're probably a win or two away from getting there yourself. Who do you like in that fight? Do you think Ortega has what it takes to take that strap off of him?
4: I mean, if he, look, if he fights how he fought tonight, he's going to be a dangerous uh, opponent for for the champ. But I think we're all just excited to see some movement. And um, I, I think, yeah, the, the, the UFC is eager to set up a different headline other than, uh, you know, the Holloway, uh, you know, Volkanovski fight. So uh, this gives him some new blood and uh, maybe, you know, move things around the top a little bit, which it's much needed. So uh, we'll see how things shake out, like you said, end of this year and the beginning of 2021. I'm excited, though.
3: I think it's you and Holloway, man. That's the fight to make. We talked about this before. You've been talking about it quite a bit. I know your manager's been talking about it quite a bit. The man, Tyson Chartier, who got this all set up for us. I mean, this is the fight, right? I mean, you're you're looking for either of these guys at this point, but I feel like you and Max is destined to happen at this point.
4: Hey, sounds right. Seems to make sense. Everyone else is busy. You know, Two game guys looking to stay busy. And uh, yeah, I'm with it, man. I'm not training this hard for nothing. So sign me someone up. And let's get to work. Uh, I, I'm already, you know, uh, I, my goal is to go 3-0 and this year. And uh, the year's not done yet. So I, I'll be ready to go whenever they, they come calling.
3: So ideally, perfect world. You get back in there maybe November, December. December more, probably yeah, more say, preferably at this
4: December, point. Time, December sounds like really be good. I'd like to get on a car with my teammate, Ralph Vaughn, man. He's, he's overdue. Um, you know, coming off a big win against Simone. And uh, I think it's about time. Everyone's talking about these bantamweights, but they're they're all forgetting about Rob Font. So I'm excited for his comeback and uh, really show why why you know he's one of the best fighters in the world too.
3: Yes, that, that, that's a question I get a lot. When's Rob Font coming back? I know he is cleared to compete. It's just a matter of getting him back in there. So hopefully we can get him set up and maybe get you on there as well. Have the New England Cartel just all represented. Maybe we get get Mikey Rod back on. You can all I fight together. Him.
4: Joe like, I'm, looking, I'm still looking to put a bucket list next to Vegas for fighting. Uh it hasn't happened yet. And I was joking. I was like, I can't even get I can't even get a fight in Vegas when it's a 50 50 shot. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're the fight island. to Vegas. Send them to the Fight Island. I, I don't know what I gotta do that. <laughs> what up, Blue Franks? All right, I'm seeing some shout-outs out here. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm trying country. to get me a Vegas fight, but um, and hopefully by the year's end, like I said, and hopefully with my teammate Rough on.
3: Yes, we'd love to see that happen. Calvin Cater joining us on the UFC Fight Island Six post fight show. Brian Ortega gets a huge win over the Korean zombie in the main event, swept the scorecards. Co-made him. In, we saw Jessica and get a quick finish over Caitlin Chukagan. what did you think of that performance, Calvin?
4: Great body shots. I'm way to go back to it. I, I was happy to see it. I always love seeing good body work, especially in MMA. Uh, you know, it's 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 uh intelligent striking. I thought I saw Ortega do it a couple times too, hit the body, good setups. And, uh, you know, good body work slows him down, puts a little money in the bank. And, uh, yeah, man, she she didn't need a lot of time to do it.
3: Yeah, what a f- first first female fighter in UFC history to win fights in three different weight classes, 115, 125, wow. 135. Yeah. She said she's willing to go up to 45, Calvin, to, <laughs> to get
4: another fight in. I love it, man. She's a little beast. She's a pimple. She goes in there uh, and, and really is not much of a feeling up process. She wants to land big shots, and, and she goes on and lands them.
3: She sure does. She look great tonight.
4: You know what? It,
3: and normally we, we talk a lot of different things, Casey, but you know what? Let's just get right to the peeps. Let's mm-hmm. get right to the peeps because we don't know when this when Lomachenko and Lopez is going to happen. We want to make sure we're ready yeah, and willing connection and,
1: connection
2: and able. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a tunnel right now. I got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Power's out. Power's out. Wi Fi's out. Power's out, yeah. All right, here we yeah.
3: go. Questions? Questions for Calvin about tonight's card or whatever. Can uh, let's that, see what I, we got here. Yeah, what a great performance tonight by T City against TKZ. Do you give him a great chance versus Volkanovsky being evolved and better than he has ever been? And where does the Korean Zombie go from here? So that's an interesting question, Calvin. What, you know, maybe maybe you and the Korean Zombie could could get some work in. Do you is that a fight that interests you
4: at this point? I, I like to fight a guy off a of win. You know, but then again, look at me fight Max Holloway off a loss or you know, maybe him. Honestly, I don't really give a shit. I just want to fight someone. <laughs> someone with a high rank. Sounds cool to me. Does Ortega stand a chance? Yeah, man, he looked great. If he if he goes on fights like that, yeah, uh, he 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 mixed it up really well too. He threatened to take down, landed some elbows. I love spinning shit. You know, that was impressive. It was cool, fun to watch. And uh yeah, he just mixed it up real well. So kept him guessing, kept him on his toes and uh, you know, I'd be interested to see that matchup versus champ, but uh, I'm excited to, you know, just get in there. I, I'm more excited about stepping in there with either of these guys with me in the future, but, um, you know, props to Ortega. He came out with a big win impressively. He really looked impressive tonight, so uh, you can't hate on him too much for getting that next shot. And, uh, you know, good luck to him and hopefully I uh, get in there with either of these guys in the future.
3: Yeah. And, and I like that matchup from a stylistic perspective. We talked about this earlier on our stream for the, the press Is that Volkanovsky has such a great ability to adjust in the middle of the fight. I mean, you saw it in the second hallway fight, those first two rounds, he probably dropped on everybody's scorecards, but then he yeah. was able to make those adjustments in there and, and, and make things interesting. Probably one third, fourth and fifth round just depend. I mean, it was, it was a really close fight. It could have gone either way, but you know, and seeing these extra tools in Ortega's toolbox right now, that makes that fight a little more interesting to see how things would go in rounds three, four, and five,
4: right? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I mean, he got my attention after that last performance and uh, I'm excited to see the matchup, but um, it, I mean, where does, uh, where does zombie go from here? Who knows is, I just hope these things keep shuffling around a little bit. Cause like you said, things have been a little stagnant. I don't care where they go as long as they move around. Let's, yeah. start, let's get them going. Let's stop holding up the division. If the champ wants Ortega, make it happen. Cool. Let's start. You know, let's make the featherweight division stand out among the rest and, and and make these big fights happen.
3: I like the direction of 145 right now. Like people talk about 35 being such a deep division, I think 45 yeah. is a little more underrated. But now that we're seeing a little bit of movement, I think we're starting to see 45 get yeah. at the forefront as well, Calvin.
4: I agree. I agree with that thought process, man. You might see it take off a little bit more now that these guys aren't so held up. It was a little standstill for a while, but. Hopefully 2020, uh, 2021 will be good for us, you know? Yeah. Uh,
2: before, so we got
3: questions for Calvin? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead
4: before we go to the next question,
2: I, I haven't seen anyone ask this, and I really want to know what Mr. Cater thinks about this. Um, what did you think about Mr. Um, Ortega's wrestling tonight? Um, for, just from my point of view, like, it it, it was risky. It seems very risky, like, the way he was reaching in for those, those legs, a zombie. I was just thinking, oh, my God, he's going to eat a big knee. But what did you think about it? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I felt like uh, he was real front front foot heavy zombie. So maybe he was just kind of playing with that a little bit. He didn't look like he was going for it so much other than, uh, you know, maybe kind of threatening it and then coming up with strikes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think he was just doing it more so to kind of mess with him, show him something different. But uh, he didn't really, I don't think I saw him commit so much to any of the takedowns. And if he did, uh, you know, he kind of, he ran him over with it. It wasn't anything kind of technically set up. It just kind of happened. But uh, so the wrestling is—I don't think it was really—it was more set up. I don't think it was really threatened as much as he wanted. I thought he—he did a good job mixing his striking with the takedown uh, attempts or threatening the takedown. But his striking really was what was nice off of the wrestling. I think. So
2: the, the okay, so the wrestling just um, it it accented um, the the his striking just by just by Correct. keeping zombie going. Okay, well now I have to think about this at least.
4: Yeah. And, and then also when you're looking down, I mean, he came a couple of times, tried dipping low, hit him with a sidekick to the face, but he didn't catch him dipping too much. He was grabbing the leg, ripping uh, elbows, you know, threatening the takedown, getting to kind of lean forward into one maybe. Uh, so I thought he did a good uh, good job mixing it up, disrupting the balance of uh, of zombie and, and, and then coming away with strikes um, on the exit, which is real smart. So, yeah, he did that, mixed it up well. Uh, he did a lot of good things that, uh, you know, I'm sure he's happy with and uh, and he's going to give the champ a lot to think about uh, should that matchup happen in January. Awesome.
2: Thank you for answering that
3: question. Yeah. sure. So, by the way, if you guys didn't know, the bonuses tonight went to Andraj, Jimmy Crute, for his knockout over Modestus Bukaskus. That was just violent. Yep. Super violent knockout right there. And then the fight of the night was the featured prelim between Guram Kutatzilatze defeating Mateus Gamrods in there
4: the uh, hundred
3: right there. <laughs> i have i was telling i was telling casey that if i pronounce kutata i have to pronounce it like a ring announcer because that's how i heard it and got the pronunciation so you can't just say it normally it's like, guram Kutatelace. yeah that's, that's not an easy one it. no it's not like calvin cater that's it we can say it in however well, we... you'd
4: be surprised how many people messed that up guitar our... i was a coffee order man i just switched up to my boy joel because they kept that... good luck spelling calvin I seen every, and then they still they end up spelling it J O L E. I'm like, how do you mess up Joel? I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, man. But uh, yeah, you guys get a tough. You guys get a tough. Uh, you know, they, they hang out to drive with some of these names.
3: Because there a, the, and there, there's so many pronunciations. Pronunciations. I mean, Joe called me like-
4: Chris Cater. My, and after I got after I got Burgos at the guard, he goes, "Oh my God, Chris Cater." Oh yeah, yeah
3: oh, I remember yeah. that. What do you? What did you think about Zombie's performance tonight, Calvin?
4: I think he was just looking for the home run a little bit much, and uh, I mean, how can you after the last performance? Ortega looked like he, you know, was, um, you know, could use a little work on the feet, and uh, I think Zombie did a good job trying to expose that. But Ortega looked sharp, man. He obviously went back to the gym, made improvements, stuck behind his jab, and uh, said he found a nice rhythm in southpaw, so he stayed there, worked out well, but. I think Zombie was just loading up a little too much, and um, and was getting hit with some big shots, looking for the bigger shots.
3: Casey thought that Zombie looked sleepy tonight. That was the big thing. Maybe like the 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 time difference and the change. I mean, it didn't affect you at all, but you know, maybe it affected him I mean, a little.
4: Or, Ortega had the same uh, same situation, you know. So it's it's tough. Um, you know, he had to deal with the same circumstances. So a sleepy Ortega beats a sleepy Zombie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um that
2: that, that that is that's great analysis. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes.
4: yeah, I mean it's what it is, right? It how, is. It's right its 4 AM for everybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. S- sleepy Ortega,
2: man. Yeah, <laughs> you watch out, man. fight him in Vegas if you or find or him. vitamin him in Vegas. Get him when like he's like yeah. wide awake. Yeah, sleepy, ba- yeah. <laughs>
4: I think he should try to run it back where whoever he fights next and fight Island. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he looked good out there at that 4am time.
3: <laughs> yeah. He um, said, he said, uh, when he was asked about that, he said, he like, I like to party, man. I can party with the best of them. So 4am, yeah. he's good. 4am yeah. yeah, go. is normal for him. So
4: I think if before he got the UFC. Most of his fights are probably 4am anyway.
3: <laughs>
2: right. You mentioned uh, earlier about, uh, we talked, we talked about Ortega's wrestling. How much did it hinder um, Zombie, you feel, the fact that maybe there was no plan B? Like, he like, maybe he didn't threaten a shot. Or I mean, I know that's not his
4: game, but maybe, I don't know. He didn't adjust. He didn't adjust, right? Yeah. Well, I felt like he was doing a good job, to be fair to him, in the second. And, you know, in the beginning of the round, maybe towards halfway through the end, then he got hit with that big elbow. Kind of shell-shocked him, and I think uh, he was kind of just tuning back in in the third, fourth. And then in the fifth round, it was a little too late. That's the way I read it, you know, but um, yeah, that was a big elbow by Ortega, and, and a good shot sometimes will change a fight like that. Yeah, he didn't get the finish, but it definitely changed the the pace of that fight and the momentum going into that second round, where you know it was pretty fair fight up until that one elbow.
2: Yeah, I think um, it was just beautiful. I think Zombie was actually. Yeah, it was great. I think Zombie was pretty much. I think that 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 knockdown happened within the last minute, and I, I was pretty from what I remember. Zombie was winning that round. I think.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah,
3: the so, momentum of the whole fight would have changed. Like if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't land that elbow, I would be really interested to see how that fight would look like. But hypotheticals, you can't really yeah, do in this yeah, sport because exactly. you'll yeah. get
4: <laughs> you'll
3: we'll get, here all day. You'll start, <laughs> your head will start exploding. Yes, we'll be here all and day.
4: Even just like yeah. you saw in that boxing fight, the guy took an accidental uh, headbutt to mm-hmm. the nose in the first round, started bleeding. You guys caught that in that Barboza yeah. Junior. I think boxing fight right before the Loma. Uh, it's the fight before. I was just noticing he took a nice clean headbutt by accident, but round one of a you know what is it 11 round fight or something like that it just it just sucks and leaves the ass just next to the fight you just it it is what it is now he's got something he's got to overcome it is what it is and everybody's been there you had to deal with it but it's uh it's definitely something to think about in the fight and definitely gives the guys in the comment section a lot to talk about (laughs) (laughs) yes
3: uh anthony Watkins says i'd be curious to know what cater thinks about strikes intended to hyper extend the knee are they dirty or all is fair in love and war a lot of people walking out knee injuries lately what do you think about that calvin
4: so i think they're dangerous as shit but that was the first that along with the throat punch and the solaplex shot were the three moves my father taught me in like first grade how to defend (laughs) 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 <laughs> so I've been practicing that one for a long time. I'm well aware of it, and uh, yeah, that, it's a little dangerous, man. But um, it, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I haven't been with one where you know it's buckled me too much. I think you just kind of got to be aware of it. If they want to get rid of it, I see it. Whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't see too many crazy injuries happen from that shot. Do you? I mean, you tell me. I'm, I don't really. Every now and then, maybe, but. Who's was the last person that was injured to that strike? For the amount of people... That- I think, like,
3: Wonderboy, I remember from the Till fight, he got his knee all banged up. He took a few of those, and he was kind of pissed about it, and people were like, why is Wonderboy complaining about that? Because his whole, like, his entire game is based on kicking and yeah. throwing kicks like that.
4: I mean, as long as it's not on the kneecap, but that's a obviously a, a, a you know, small window right there. But yeah. if you're going for that new cap, I think it's definitely not ideal. But if you're going above the knee... As, it, as it's supposed to be intended, I believe. And, you know, I don't think it's the worst, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that was the craziest dictator of that fight uh, specifically, but definitely, you know, something to talk about. It's not illegal. Nope. Not illegal. No. I, I think there's worse things you know, I, I don't think it's the worst, but, uh, like I said, I don't think that dictated the fight. It was a good range finder. I thought Ortega take it, did a good job earlier in the rounds too, landed some leg kicks, just establishing, you know, safe distance, uh, making Zombie fall behind point wise slightly, and then just getting that, getting the ball going with that. You know, safe, uh, long, long range kicks, and then, uh, and then kind of baiting him into big shots. You know, that was kind of the story of the fight, and he he landed them.
3: I was I was wondering what would happen if I mean because you saw it even like in the second round, you didn't, Zombie wasn't landing a ton of leg kicks, but when he was landing, they were yeah. adding up in a big way. I mean his. His lower leg, Ortega's lower legs between like his shins and his calves were like purple. They were nasty in like the yeah. middle of the second round, and then I forgot all about him because Ortega just had a poker face on, or he just completely took over in that fight. So, the light kicks are a big weapon for both guys.
1: Just worked out better for. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
3: Ah, uh, Calvin, Calvin. Uh, I, I think we addressed this earlier, but we'll ask it again in case you missed it. Yeah. Who you got, Lomachenko or
4: Lopez? I got Lomachenko. Uh, yeah, I'm not really going on a, uh, I'm not taking a bold prediction there. I think he's what the four to one favorite right now, at least. Big big money's on uh, on Loma, but they got a lot of lot of lot of money on Lopez. But the big sharks are saying the big bets are on Loma. So who knows? I think Loma uh, gets the job done. He's He's just, he's fun to watch, man. That guy, he, like the Matrix. He really is. Uh, I try to study him a lot. its He makes it look so um, easy. It's fight IQ. Yeah, it does. It's just, it's all fight IQ, man. Yeah. He does, he's he's sure. unbelievable at it. And, um, and you got to tip your hat, man. So, but the other kid's pretty tough. That Lopez kid, I mean, he's got that game-changing power. And, um, you know, if he couldn't land a big shot, it'll change the, you know, the whole outcome of the fight. Same thing you got kind of going into the Khabib fight. Yeah, Khabib's a beast, but if if uh, Gagey can land that one shot, you know, you kind of can't count those type of guys out. They're tough, they're durable, and uh, they can put anybody away if they land that uh, shot on the button. Who are you picking in that fight? Uh, that one? Just like I said, how do you go against Khabib? Man, you can't really go against Khabib, but Gagey's got that game-changing power, and I, I will say that Khabib's stand-up has, has gotten better, you know, since his debut. You know, he's he's improved it a lot. Uh, he dropped Conor, you know, big shot. But um, there's still some openings. And, and Gagey, you know, Gagey might be able to find them. But if you don't find those small windows in that short moment where Khabib comes in to close distance and commits, uh, that's a long nightmare, as you've seen with everybody else. And he just mauls you. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that fight. I'm really excited that we finally hit this quarter. Uh, and, and and got some big matchups coming up that I've been wanting to see for a while now.
3: I agree, that's a huge one. Early start time for that card. I'm very excited, Calvin. In, on the East Coast, 2 p.m. main event main card start time next week. It's beautiful. This is amazing. I love it. Yeah. You can play golf in the morning and go watch <laughs>
4: fights. It's beautiful. It's good time, man. I, I'm with it. Yes, yeah, barn and then go hit it around to golf with the with the app on the phone. I like it. I'm with it. <laughs> Probably get one or two more in before the end of
3: the season. Yeah. Get, we're getting to that point where it's like that October gross weather. It's It just rains for like five straight days, and then we get like a nice sunny 52-degree day, and then we hope it It'll lasts for a little while.
4: <laughs> yeah, yep.
3: Yeah. Peter Cater, Brady or Roger? I don't, uh, I don't know what that means. Let's talk
4: about Aaron Rodgers or <laughs> oh, okay. Brady.
3: Yeah, is it Aaron Rodgers?
4: Yeah, yeah, I don't Rogers know if we were Brady talking Brady Roger. Roger. I mean, I don't know, man. Anybody. Yeah, Maybe Clemens? <laughs> Uh, if not, I'm assuming he's talking about Tom Brady or uh, or Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to say Brady, even though he's a buck. Uh, <laughs> you know, got a lot of love for that guy. He gave me a lot of good days back home, you know, in the last two decades. People
3: people like give me shit about the Brady, the Buccaneers thing. I think it's great. Like, you need a new challenge, go get it. Like, remember when Ray Bork yeah. went to the Colorado Avalanche? It's the same yeah. thing for me. Like, I still rooted yeah. for Ray Bork the whole time.
4: Yeah, go get and it. And he you won know. the cup. Yep. I mean, it, it hurt a little bit when Gronk went there, too. not going to lie. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Man, I get it. If that was my boy, I, you know, I'd make it happen, too.
3: Yeah. It's fun to watch, though, because, I mean, after that first week, they're like, oh, Brady sucks. He's done. See? He's, I, he's love a, he's, uh, I love the headlines, Beautiful. And now the last yeah. three weeks, he's looked outstanding.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, that's you know that that's how the, you know these guys respond. It. I'm excited to see how the season plays out for both the Patriots and and um, and, and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Man, after a loss, you know that they're bouncing back strong. They're just uh, championship, um, you know, program and athlete. And uh, I'm excited to see how they do now that there's that riff in between and and uh, they both got something to prove a little little bit more now. You know, it's a little bit more special than them.
3: Absolutely. That's an interesting – that's a good question Ty, from Tyler Region. I think. What did you all think of Jimmy Crew tonight? Power looks serious. Now, I, I will uh, I will lay it all on the line here. I'll put my cards on the table. I uh, I thought I picked Modestus Bikaskis to win this fight in our little pick him thing because I've seen Bikaskis fight for a long time, and when you fight a guy, he's fought a lot of very powerful strikers, and what he's been able to do is he's been able to get dropped, but he's been able to overcome – and then get late finishes. He's done this so many times. So I was like, all right, crew going to drop him and hurt him badly. But if he can get through that first round, I think he could turn around and get a finish. But crew just is like at another level of power. I mean, when that guy connects, it is clean and is vicious and is violent. And Modestus just couldn't do anything about it. So, Calvin, watch the guy. I know you're a big, powerful guy. You've gotten some big, impressive finishes in your career. What did you think, sitting back from a fan's perspective, watching Jimmy Crew get a finish like that tonight?
4: Yeah, it's the guy that put his arm around the guy after he dropped him. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Right? And then yeah. almost did a fell out. Yeah, they, they opened <laughs> the door. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he hopped, the, did he hopped the fence after say what's up to Dana, yep, right? Yep. Him and
3: Hamzat. Yeah, him and Hamzat yeah. were uh, children.
4: Yeah, yeah, right? Man, what do you got to do sit cage side? You got one punch people. <laughs> um yeah, no, that kid showed some serious power, man. He's a he's a tough kid. Uh landed a big shot, slipped, and threw the right hand over the top, right? Uh as the guy looked like he was almost coming in for like a jab and you know, uh, off a kick? A switch kick. I think, I think it was off a switch kick, like yeah. What is it? I think it was off a switch kick. Uh yeah, it was kind of like a jab and it's just like a switch kick, right? And he slipped the jab and came over the top before yeah. the kick came. That was clean, man. It's good timing. I like that. I like uh there's people forget there's so much to just do off you know just the jab and just basics man and, and if you can master the basics and, and have an advanced level basics uh you know those powerful shots when they land it's just game changing uh, he did a good job uh you know finding that big spot and and uh followed up and finished strong he, his precision after that big shot was pretty impressive too you know hit him with a good uh was like a like a hook type uppercut type deal on his when the kid got up yeah and then followed up hit him again That's how you got to respond, man. I thought, I thought Ortega, you know, when he dropped him with that elbow, if you come over, man, and try to go finish that fight, you put a referee in a situation where, you know, maybe it's, he's a little uncomfortable now. If he doesn't stop that fight, it's on him. And, um, you know, I know the short time, I think in that round anyway, but uh, I think when you land that big shot, um, how you deal with that says a lot about you. And I, I thought that kid did a good job following up.
3: Yeah. He looked great. He's, uh, He's taking things very seriously. He's always been very talented. I think he's living in a van now, like near the gym. Like he's that serious because he doesn't. He wants to take use all his money to like make himself better as a fighter as opposed to paying rent and paying bills. He just lives in a van now, like right near I the gym. I respect
4: it, man. I respect it. Hell yeah. It. I mean, as if the pandemic wasn't isolation enough. <laughs> <laughs> taking it another step further, man. I'm with it. I like it. Whatever gets him going. So, uh, so, Calvin, how for you – how
2: quickly or how difficult is it just to turn it off? Like when Jimmy Crue just demolished this guy, you know, a big fight <laughs> of his career. And then two, like, half a second later, he's like, hey, bro, you
4: all right? I, I, yeah, I was like, whoa. I like, how, how does yeah, that work for you? I'll tell you what, too. If I'm getting knocked out, I don't know if instantly, like I, you might have to, who knows me? He just got knocked out. So you may be not all there. But like, I don't know if I want this guy hugging me after either, <laughs> though. You know, like, <laughs> give me a second, man. <laughs> I didn't see what happened for probably whatever, but, um, yeah, no, it was cool, man. I, it, it's after the fights over a lot of times, you hope that the, the beep is settled. If there is any, and, um, and, and generally speaking, it's, it's I never have like animosity towards a guy unless they, they create that themselves. And, uh, like I said, post fight. Yeah. He, he turned it off pretty quick, man. For me, it's like, it's pretty instantaneous though. It is pretty instantaneous, but, it takes me a little bit, man. By the time I get out back and get into the green room, I've pretty much settled. You know, when I, I get to the green room I hit the ice cream, uh, you know, <laughs> set up and all the food out back, I'm, I'm pretty good by them. But these guys are fast.
3: Have you have you been in a situation where you had a guy with like you actually felt a ton of animosity towards an opponent? Like you obviously want to go in there and finish. Like I, I think when Jeremy Stevens missed weight, we talked about how pissed off you were about that whole situation. So I'm sure landing that elbow, finishing the fight the way you did was a little extra satisfying. But has have you been in a situation like that before where you're just like, oh, I want to just absolutely destroy this individual because of things he said or whatnot?
4: I usually, like, try to find ways to create it, even though there's never really been many. <laughs> but Jeremy Jeremy did it on his own, you know, the way – and not, not like he was just – I didn't really like the way he handled and stuff, but, um, you know, I was happy with the way things worked out in the fight. Other than that, I, I generally don't need the guy to kind of give me any more chips. I, I find reasons to get amped up to the fight, um, you know, whether he's a good guy, uh, you know, tries to start some shit before the fight, talks some smack. So uh, I'm really independent of whatever the hell uh, you know they try to bring to the table. I, I come in prepared and and try to deal with these guys all the same, whether they're trying to get under my skin or not. Because uh, you know sometimes that could work for you, and sometimes that could work against you. So
3: I think the you guys- life of a fighter. We probably like five. Five. We'll do like five more minutes because yeah. we we got. We, we we do not want Calvin to yeah. miss a second <laughs> of Loma Lopez. I don't want to be on the other side of that.
4: I lie, man. It's it's a good fight. I know everyone hears me.
3: Yeah, we all we all want to watch. We all want to watch. it. You got to get got to get, get in the
2: zone too. You know, you got to you know it's just yes. you can't just yeah. It's a big exactly. fight. You know, you got to yeah. get get your body ready. Big fight.
3: You know. <laughs> <Big fight>. <laughs> <laughs> so get your get your last second yeah. questions in, ladies and gentlemen. Last second questions. Jessica Andrade look impressive tonight against Kagan. She looks stronger and more evolved with her debut at flyweight. She's getting a title shot with this performance, right? That is from our good friend, Tristan Gordette. I don't know. I'd I'd say she's right up there. But again, you have, I think it's unfortunate that Lauren Murphy is not fighting Cynthia Calvillo next weekend because Calvillo is out of that fight. Because I still think the winner of that one, especially if Calvillo won, would probably be next in line. But Andrade, putting away Caitlin Chukagian in the first round like that, it's tough to argue it's tough to argue right now. What do you think, Calvin? Like, would you just throw her? I mean, Shevchenko's fighting Jennifer Maya on November twenty first. I mean, we all kind of assume that Shevchenko's going to win that fight, but anything can happen. Are you yeah. throwing Andrade in there next? Do you want to wait and see how things play out a little bit more by the you end of the year?
4: Camp, right? You guys see how see when she wants a quick turnaround, and uh, but yeah, she definitely she did all that she could do to control. Uh, you know to get to get that shot she went out there she finished the number one contender uh and, and put her away in the first round with body shots and did it impressively so she made her statement and now it's on the ufc and the powers that be like you know brian ortega went out did his thing he got a shot uh it's, it's hit or miss man hopefully, hopefully that works out for her but uh she definitely looked impressive tonight It'd be tough to tough to say no
3: it's crazy, like just seeing them face off with each other. Chicagan, eight inches taller, like yeah, six inches yeah. of reach. It was just crazy. And then Andraj got right in there. Like five seconds into the fight, she got inside, started landing to the body, got her up against the fence. I'm like, oh boy, that was a lot easier than I thought it was gonna be.
4: I like her style, man. She comes right in and, and tries to land some big shots, but she's uh she works her way in, you know, and and I felt like zombie was looking for some big shots, but he wasn't working his way in as much, or take was doing a good job being elusive and, and and moving his feet, getting out of there. But um, but yeah, she put her against the cage and 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 landed that finishing blow to the stomach. Uh, impressive, impressive performance. She looked great, and I love watching her fight.
2: Yeah, um, Calvin, like for like, what does it take for a fighter? Like, is it a mental thing? Because like I know you know we 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 were talking about this pre-fight, or like oh she's so much shorter. Every like she's she's like a foot shorter. You know like so like what is it that what is it that fighter needs to be able to get through that fire to get in, inside to land those body shots? Cause it seems, it seems
4: scary. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot of things, especially in MMA, you get too low, you try to come in chasing that body. Sometimes yeah. you get caught with a big knee or something up the center and um, you know, it's not as simple as some of these boxers will do it um, in, in our sport, but uh, yeah, you definitely got to just, you know, go commit and, and, and not stay on the outside too long or else you will be picked apart. And um and one way or another you're working your way in. And uh like you said, she did a good job kind of kind of handling what, what she did working away in. But you you kind of find those types in the gym. You know, you're gonna find that tall, uh, the taller person that you go against, the shorter one, the the, the of the group, the 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 taller guy of the group, the the, wrestler, the BJJ guy, the the boxing style, the kickboxer You know, and then when you use all these different styles after, you know, uh cross training enough with all these different uh, like you know like i said styles that you'll be presented with in the octagon you know how to kind of deal with them and and then uh at some level if it's not working out the way you're doing it you got to adjust real time but with uh, that one was you know that one round fight th- there was no time to adjust for for um you know the other one and, and andre went in there and, and and handled business cool and i think we got one more question and all right
3: this is a simple one
4: Cater. who was the toughest
3: person you beat
4: Damn, man, you got to spell that name right. You know what I'm saying? can't <laughs> get the damn name right. AR, bro. K-T-T-A-R. I appreciate your question, but uh, I'm going to say who's the toughest person i beat. I would say Shane Burgos. That was a badass fight, man. I got a lot of respect for that kid. Fast act, uh, you know, win-lose, and, and uh, he brought a tough fight. I liked it. I remember in the third round, um, I, I won the first round. He might have edged me the second. And then that third round, we came out, and he, he was kind of amping up the crowd. And I'm like, man, this is where I'm from. I'm amping up. <laughs> I was like, but he, <laughs> like, he got my respect. I'm like, okay, all right, you know, this, this guy's bringing it. You know, we got a good fight on our hands. Third round, who wants it? And, uh, you know, he amped me up. It was, it was a great fight. It was a good test. I beat 10-0, 3-0 in the UFC at the time. And it felt like to me, after a short-notice debut in, uh, in California, Anaheim, in July, I had a 10-week camp and at home in Boston. So it was like my real debut and it was an important fight. And, uh, it was just, a, it was a great, uh, tough, tough fight. Well-earned, hard, harder to win. I like them third round knockouts almost better than the first, you know, you go through something, you get, you dig deep and, and you, uh, you go and get a finish, man. There's nothing like those third round finishes. Um, you just appreciate them after having to work so hard for it.
3: That was one of my favorite events to cover ever. UFC 220 because Media Day, Fenway Park, like up in Nothing the.
4: Better. That was, that cool, was amazing. Right? That was yep. cool as shit. I love that. I, yeah, that was awesome. What, what event? I walked was that right up.
2: What was that? 220. That D, was that DC Uh Ozdemir. Oz- Ozdemir. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Ozdemir.
3: Another another V names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was there. I, I, I remember Vaughan, the. the, the
2: Thomas
3: Almeida. I, it was actually the bit. Yes, yeah, that was the co main event. The main event yeah. was Steep A versus Nganu. Okay. Now it's all coming back.
2: I, I remember yes. we got, I got the uh, yeah, the catering. was great at
3: Fenway. I remember that. That's all Lops I remember. Rolls. Yeah, the lobster Fenway rolls. Fenway was
4: really wild.
3: <laughs> Kate, I, remember, I, remember that media, I remember that media day because everybody was lining up to talk to DC, and I walked right up to Calvin Cater right off the bat. Ooh. Cater was wearing his New England versus the world T-shirt.
4: <laughs> I remember yep. that
3: day vividly. I talked to you, and I talked to
4: Burgos like right after. Right. It was tremendous. Yeah. What are we? Yeah, not a lot of people came up to talk to me, man. That's and, and, and I remember those things, but I love it. So yeah, I appreciate you know you coming up, giving me some, some, uh, some TV time, you know, because starting out, man, they don't show you no love, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start kind of winning some fights, and they all want to act like they've been there from the start. And now you, you kind of got this, and you're always trying to pocket these chips, like I said, right? So I've had media days where not one person person asked me a question in Chicago. Then I knocked out Llamas, and then I get my opportunity as a main event. And it's funny how you know then I'm booked out with in- interviews. It's like you find reasons to to get that chip on your shoulder. And um, yeah, yeah, that was just a funny situation right there with uh with, with none of them coming and then but but TD Garden was was uh was amazing, man. Boston doing the, the crowd. I remember I gave Ariel Hawani some shit because he went up to Burgos, <laughs> didn't come up to me. You know? I, I, was,
2: like, I, I was about to say yeah. that because because for that event I was Ariel's camera guy. And I remember you know, afterward, I remember afterward, you guys were kind of a little, a little pissy. And I was like, hey, I bet they're mad we didn't interview them. I think that was... <laughs>
4: well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to be pissed no matter what, but <laughs> I, I didn't forget that. It wasn't directed towards you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys gave me a couple extra chips for fight night. Thank you. Yeah,
3: you, you're welcome, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> that fight was awesome. I was, I was, I remember how excited I was. Like everyone was talking about the two title fights. I'm like, dude, Cater versus Burgos is gonna be oh, awesome. Yeah. That is a great fight. I, wrong, I, I learned
4: a lot in that fight, and uh, like, it's crazy, man. From my debut to now, I, I've never learned so much in my career. So I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, and it was a good test. Um, I don't think, I don't even really think, you know, a lot of people gave me too much of a shot in and in, in a, a couple of those fights. And uh, even though I was at home, coming off the win, and out camp, and um, I was happy to go and earn some respect against a, a you know tough opponent in Shane Burgos.
3: Catermania, I remember the Catermania yeah. t-shirts were busted out of that event too. That was that was one of my favorites. What a great what a great card that was, and you know what a great card tonight was. UFC Fight Island six, and there's there's still more combat sports to come. Loma Lopez about to go down. Yep. Where are we at, case I know you got. The oh TV no, we're we done. I, I
2: just I just got the cue from Esther. Esther's like, wrap it up, wrap it up, guys. We All got, right, we got wrap it Yeah, good man.
4: Because my connection, like I said, not kind of going <laughs> right now. Got a little scratch. You got are cut.
3: out I'm a... <laughs> Well, Calvin, we appreciate the time. Any, any final words for the peeps, for the rest of your division, for the the five members of this division ranked above you, for volkanovsky What do you want to say uh, to everybody yeah, as I'm the division old. moves forward tonight?
4: I'm coming for all of them, and then when they show those damn rankings, they gotta show one through six next time, not top five. And you get some love on that TV time next time, man. Talk, talk to UFC, tell me he top six. when well, mention the featherweights, cooed my ass. Yeah, we have in to- there. one of these guys out and throw me in there? <laughs> Let's get two. I
3: mean, to have you tied for fifth at least, and then we can put both of you there. You can each I'm have a five it, man. next inning.
4: I'm coming I for all. Can them. Man, I can't wait for it. I, I look forward to the day. I can share the octagon with every one of those guys, and I'm coming for that belt if right now it's Ortega, next it's me and uh, whoever whoever that's going to be to get me that opportunity, I'm ready for them next, so uh, line them up I appreciate the support, good talking to you guys and also tuning in with my boy Rob Font, he's coming back with a vengeance after a year layoff and taking out uh, you know, Ricky Simone, like I said, we're, we're coming man, New England Cartel's coming 2021 we're going to be all in your face
3: Connor, Ma- Connor Matthews he had a nice performance too he's, he's one of your training partners, right? You know yeah, Connor? Tyson. Yeah, you were yeah, good.
4: Connor Matthews came out with a big win. Uh, posted another one. Uh, yep. a lot of these guys, man. A lot of, a lot of good up and coming talent. Uh, Tyson top game, uh, top game management went three 0 that night, I believe. And uh, we got some studs, man. It's it's tough to see the local scene at a standstill right now, but uh, it's it's finally starting to move around again. And and I'm happy to see these local guys who I know they're they're next up, man. And uh, they're gonna make New England proud. So uh, definitely some big uh, big things coming for New England MMA in the future.
3: Absolutely, Calvin. Appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the big boxing fight, Loma Lopez. The rabbit hole has been filled up for wait, you, wait, so you're all one, of us Last one. Last
4: one. Who you guys got? I didn't get your predictions. Who do you got?
3: I'm a believe. Uh, I'm a to be the man. You got to beat the man, kind of a guy. So I'm going Lomachenko until yeah, until I'm proven otherwise. I love. Exactly. I love it. I just I just want
2: to see him pivot and turn and do all those oh, I just, beautiful. I just yeah, I, I just I, I'm it's just gonna beautiful. stare at his feet. I'm just gonna. <laughs> it, that sounds weird. <laughs> I need an aerial view of the, uh, the ring. Aerial view. Yeah. that's what I want. The I just want to see him move. I just love it. I just love it. Uh, yes. F- oh, thank man, you to I the fe- fifth, the fifth ranked featherweight, <laughs> Calvin Cater.
4: <That's> <laughs> the you, know,
3: <laughs> you just bumped that You just yeah, went up one in the rankings. Congratulations. There you go. <laughs> Appreciate you, uh, well, thank you, Calvin. Thank you, everybody, for watching right now. If you're listening or watching after the fact, we appreciate that as well. For Calvin Cater, for Casey Lydon, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. You're listening
0: to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
1: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.